hello and welcome to our podcast. We hope it encourages and inspires you. Please head to our website for more information on what is happening at Ashburton New Life or to get in touch. One of our team would love to talk to you. Here's today's message. Thank you very, very much for that warm welcome and a big shout out and hello to our online audience. And today we're carrying on our sermon series, Spirit Wars. Wow, how good is that? We are in a war. We are in a battle. And I want to start with 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5 today. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, again, of the flesh, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We walk in the flesh, but we do not battle in the flesh. We battle against principalities, powers of darkness. And the title of my message today is, We Don't Battle Flesh and Blood. It's a spiritual battle we're in. And the enemy wants to attack your mind, causing doubt, unbelief, confusion, and indecision. And when we look at uh, those verses again, I mean, uh, you know, our, our battle's not flesh and blood. It's against powers of darkness. But look at that. Uh, uh, casting down arguments. Where do we form arguments? With our mind. And knowledge. Where's knowledge? Of our mind. And bringing every thought into captivity, which is again our mind. I mean, we're, we're fighting spiritual beings, but they want to attack our mind, bringing fear and doubt and confusion and all these other things. Now, when I was 25, I was just married, and me and Lisa brought our first house, and it was pretty rough. Hadn't had any maintenance done on it for years. It was a weatherboard place, and there was hardly any paint on the weatherboards. It had rot through the weatherboards and windows, and inside the carpet was, was bare, it was really, really untidy, but uh, I was a house painter, so we could see the potential. So we brought it, and we went about renovating it, cutting out the rot, and inside there was uh, beautiful Rimu architraves, but it was covered in a horrible brown stain. So with the Limbide scraper, I just went to scraping it all off and bringing it up, but we could see the potential in the house. And we scraped all the money we had to, um, to, to buy our house. And uh, what were we going to do for furniture? I mean, you don't want to have an empty house, do you? So that furniture that nobody wanted, we wanted it. I mean, we had a terrible couch. Um, and gosh, the TV back in the day was the 19-inch box. But, uh, you know, we watched TV on that. And, and we moved in and uh, we went about renovating the house. At the same time, I was just a young Christian and there was a whole lot of renovation going on in this house. (laughs) There was a whole lot of rot that needed to be cut out. There was a whole lot of bad mindsets that needed to be stripped back. 
And, and so I was renovating that house, and God was busy working on this house, renovating me. Let's go to Matthew 12, verse 22. Then one was brought to him, that is Jesus, who was demon-possessed. Turn to your neighbor and say, he was demon-possessed. <laughs> then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him, so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw, and all the multitudes were amazed and said, could this be the son of David? A man who was blind could not talk because he had a demon. Demons, or otherwise known as evil spirits or unclean spirits, are persons without bodies. They can live in pigs and dogs, but ultimately they want to reside in people. And with the purpose to rob, kill, and destroy. So demons, unclean spirits, evil spirits, are persons, beings without bodies, but they want to live in our body. They don't have flesh and blood, but they want to live in our flesh and blood. And where do they came, come from? Lucifer, who was an archangel, rebelled against God. He wanted to become God. And God knew his plan and cast him down. But he'd already rallied and gathered a third of the angels with him. We are in a war because Lucifer and these, and these fallen angels warfare against us. They don't like God at all. We are made in the image and likeness of God. So to attack God, they can attack us. So we are in a battle against principalities, powers of darkness, evil spirits. And we need the wisdom and power of the Holy Spirit in order to overcome them and get the victory. With some churches, everything can be a devil, an evil spirit. Gosh, in the 90s it was crazy. There was uh, deliverance sessions all the time. Come out, come out, you foul spirit. And uh, so what can actually happen is for some churches it can be, you know, everything can be a devil or an evil spirit. For other churches, they just don't talk about this at all. The challenge for me as being a senior leader is getting the balance right. I think it's important that we live with our focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. Worshipping him, serving him, following him. Yeah. It'd be crazy to go, here's a devil, here's a devil, here's a devil, because what you've got your eyes on is ultimately what you're worshipping. So we ultimately want to worship God, but we also need to recognise that principalities, powers of darkness, evil spirits come against the works of God. And so while we're serving him and that they reveal themselves, we cast them out and we deal with them on our journey. Praise is a powerful weapon for shifting darkness. It was happening this morning. Prayer is a powerful weapon against principalities, powers of darkness. And also the prophetic, where you start to decree and declare 
the purposes of God as a powerful weapon against these principalities. So Jesus cast out a demon and carried on having a conversation with the Pharisees about spiritual warfare. And then we come to verse 29. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house? The strong man he is talking about is Satan, the devil. Here we had a soul under Satan's power and held captive by him. Satan wants to blind our eyes, keep us in darkness and seal up our lips from prayer. We though in Christ have the power to cast him out. Demons are thieves looking for dwelling places. They look for places to dwell that do not belong to them. Again, they are persons without bodies. They can live in pigs and dogs, but ultimately they want to live in human bodies because they want to attack us we're made in the image of god god loves us so to get at god they will attack us and this carries on and this is all part of the conversation verse 43 when an unclean spirit goes out of a man he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none then he says i will return to my house from which i came and when he comes he finds it empty swept and put in order. And this scripture is talking about this house. This house. This is a house for the Holy Spirit. And, and evil spirits want to come in and dwell here because they're counterfeits if we can leave a foothold for them to get in. Verse 45 so he finds the house swept out and clean. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation. So we want to fill this house with the Holy Spirit. We want to fill this house with worship, with the Word of God. We want to fill our diaries and keep this house in fellowship, coming to church and going to life groups. It's very important that we fill this house with the things of God. Now, I've been a Christian long enough, and I've seen it plenty of times, as of others, where people come in to the church, they get radically saved, and they transform their lives, but they fail to fill the house with the things of God. And what can actually happen is they then backslide into old habits and old routines and they end up seven times worse than before they stepped into the life of a church. But it's so important that we fill this house and continuously fill this house with the things of God and the purposes of God. See this evil spirit came and found the house swept out clean and in order and go well that's where we're going to dwell come on mates we'll have a party here 
You see the um, evil spirits, unclean spirits, demons, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I see them like vultures. My, my father loved Western movies when I was a kid. John Wayne, he loved John Wayne, he loved Westerns. And, and, I, and I can see this picture of uh, like a, a man, out in the, like a cowboy out in the desert. He hasn't got any water and he's dehydrated and he's losing his way. Or another picture might be a, a, man, a man, a cowboy who's been wounded. And you've got those vultures just circling around just looking for that opportune time to come and feed on the flesh. That's what's happening in the spirit realm with unclean spirits. They're circling and they're just looking for an opportune time, an open door where they can, where, where someone will open the door to sin or something, where they can come in and start feeding on the flesh. So it's so important that we fill this house with the things of God. So carrying on with Matthew 12, verse 29 again. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house? The strong man, again, is, is Satan or the devil. And you have strong holds or strong principalities, powers of darkness over nations. Over Australia, you have a strong spirit of rejection. In England, it's pride. America, it's rebellion. In New Zealand, there's a stronghold of indifference, or you could call it apathy and that's been working in this nation for generation after generation working on mindsets that um, we even have a language that is like we say this but please don't allow us to say it but it's yeah nah that's apathy at work yeah um Join a life group. Yeah, you grow in a life group. It's really good. But yeah, yeah, I should go. Nah, because I might not feel like it. I won't commit. I could serve at church. Yeah, it's good to serve, be part of something bigger than me. But nah, I won't because then I'm committed and I might want to sleep in or relax. And Apathy. We don't have to be under it. New Zealand have some of the best sports people in all the world. They're not sitting under apathy. But if we're not careful, it can become part of our language and we can come under that spirit of apathy. Yeah, nah. Because the nah trumps the yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, nah. And think about this. Oh, she'll be right. Uh, she'll be right. I'll just cruise through life. She'll be right. And this one, ah, we'll just play it by ear. We won't commit to anything. We won't make any decisions. We'll just, yeah, nah, play it by ear. That spirit of apathy. It wasn't in the church this morning. I mean, you guys were praising and worshipping good. But uh, we've got to be on guard because it's there. Apathy is lack of feeling, emotion, interest or concern. People under this spirit have no excitement, motivation, or passion. The apathetic may lack a sense of purpose, worth, or meaning for their life. 
They are instead sluggish and tired. Mate, one of my favourite preachers is T.D. Jakes and he preaches in the Potter's House in Texas. And he's preaching and then you've got somebody on the keys and then you look out at the congregation and they're dancing and singing and celebrating and they're preaching back at the preacher. That doesn't really happen in New Zealand, does it? <laughs> See how the enemy's been working on us for generation after generation after generation? T.D. Jakes will say, our God is able. And then out in the congregation, he is, he's able. And they're singing and they're dancing and he's able, he's able. The keys are going. <laughs> they got their own problems, but apathy is not one of them. See, the enemy wants to attack our minds with apathy. Yeah, nah, she'll be right. Mm. Just play it by ear. We'll just cruise. We won't commit. We won't. We'll just let life pass by. Evil spirits want to keep us from knowing Jesus. If they can't keep us from knowing him, they will do everything they can to keep us from serving him. The enemy's been working on your parents and their parents and their parents for generation after generation. I think about this. God freed the people of Israel from 400 years of slavery. They had a slave mentality. God could not take them into the promised land and into the promises of God because of the mentality they had that had been formed over centuries. God had to wait for a new generation to come. That would be the breakthrough generation. I want to be part of the breakthrough generation. I don't want God to pass me by for another generation. I want to be the generation of breakthrough that takes the promised land and can enter in and take and fulfill the promises of God. Strongholds can work through families there's a real stronghold that goes through my family line of alcohol addiction uh, I've had to work on breaking that one and looking to break that off the next generation of Anderson in my line strongholds you can't just speak the gospel to strongholds you have to wage warfare against them, declaring the word of God. These strongholds need to be broken down with a breakthrough anointing that comes from God. So no more yeah, nah, let your yes be yes and your no be no. So we see that one, we're aware of that one, it's part of society, but uh, we are in a war and it's not flesh and blood. Just uh, come out of a season that was called, probably, uh, what do you call it, the COVID season. Gosh, that was crazy. But let's just lift our eyes up and just look in the spiritual realms of potentially what was happening. The World Health Organization wanted to keep people safe and I'm sure they had 
good intentions, but I believe at some stage, some way, some shape or form, the demonic kind of got a foothold in there. And once it gets a foothold, it wants to develop a stronghold and come against the things of God. The church was shut down. Fear was released on the earth. Fear doesn't come from God. Where does fear come from? The enemy. And so we had fear. The church was shut down. And was there attack on unity? Who wants to attack the unity in the church? He really did come against us. He brought an attack on us. Shut down the church, brought fear, and, uh, and really attacked the unity of the church. And uh, senior leaders, church leaders, right around the globe were worn out and, and worn down by what? An attack. Principality, power of darkness. But here's our reality. The enemy may have struck a blow on the church and on leadership, but he doesn't win. <laughs> because we're coming together in unity, am I right? <laughs> we recognize the principality, the power of darkness at hand. And as a united church, I mean, Jesus says, I'll build my church and the gates of hell, that's the devil's gates will not hold out or prevail against the church that's in unity. We will walk, walk through those gates, we'll knock them down and we'll trample all over the plans and schemes of the enemy. So he struck a blow, but he does not win. We win. But I'm just making you aware of how the principalities and powers of darkness work. Something else that's happening in the land at the moment is what I would call a liberal spirit, and it's attacking identities. We do not war against flesh and blood or people. We love people. We love all people. But we do wage war on the principalities, the powers of darkness behind it. New Zealanders can now identify as non-binary on their birth certificates. There's a teacher just lost their job by calling a student by their Christian name. I, I don't want to get into that, but what I want us to do is lift our eyes up. We love people, all people, right. but we're to recognise what's happening in spiritual realms with principalities and powers of darkness. And that's where we come together and we warfare against not people, not flesh and blood, but the principalities, the powers of darkness, the evil spirits that are at war against us. Mark 16, verse 15 to 18, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, which is a picture of devils and demons. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So we are 
to preach the gospel. We are to make disciples. That's what we do. But we also need to recognize that there's evil spirits, demons, unclean spirits that come against us and against the preaching of God's word that we warfare against and we cast them out. We don't cast the man out of the church. We cast the devil out of the man. Evil spirits want to stop us from knowing Christ as Savior. They also want to stop you from serving Christ effectively. And I want to give you an example about, uh, as Christians, how we minister. It's a great example, Acts 16, 16. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaimed to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days, but Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And the Spirit came out the very hour. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. So this is a spirit of divination. It's also known as the spirit of python. And think about a python that doesn't bite and inject venom. It just wants to restrict and just suck the, the breath, the life, slowly out of its victim. She was very successful bringing a lot of money to her masters. You wouldn't bring in a lot of money to your masters if you weren't right. She must have been right like all of the time or most of the time because she brought much profit to her masters by fortune telling. And when Paul and Silas came to the city, she knew who they were long before anyone else. She followed them every day saying, These men are servants of the Most High God who show us the way of salvation. The Spirit knew who they were. This is true. They were preaching the word of God. This is correct. Every word she spoke was true, but she was a servant of the devil. If Paul didn't have good discernment, he may have even put this woman in his leadership team or ministry team. She was very discerning, very wise, recognized who they were in their ministry, but he turned to the Spirit and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And the Spirit came out of her that same hour. She was no longer able to tell fortunes. Fortune telling is not from God. It's demonic. And it's something that uh, I've experienced over my years in leadership where people can come up and they're talking the truth. They're saying things that are right, but just something within me goes, man, the spirit doesn't align with the words that they're saying. There's something just not quite right. There's something off. What they're saying is true, but man, something ain't quite right. It's kind of like the words are right, but everything about them is not right. 
you can learn to discern these things like Paul could come out like he could identify the spirit something was off something wasn't quite right discernment is what is required and wisdom in dealing with things the right way is required see we're in a battle and these things are real our enemy wants to bring fear wants to intimidate wants to mock these are characteristics of evil spirits they want to tempt and entice harass torment enslave defile deceive weaken and make you sick they want you to be restless some people are always restless they can never sit in peace can that be a spirit Demons attack our minds, causing doubt, intercession, unbelief, confusion. They influence our tongues, uh, lying spirit, compulsive liars, exaggeration, blasphemy, unclean speech, negative talking, gossip. We need the wisdom of God to discern these things. So like Paul and Silas, we can be about preaching the gospel and making disciples, but identify the principalities, the evil spirits that are coming against the preaching of the gospel can we stand to our feet praise prayer and the prophetic they can lift that dark shadow off your life I was feeling it yesterday not surprising when I'm talking about this today what's wrong I'm not feeling a hundred dark shadow <laughs> prayer praise the prophetic can lift that off you and the bondage can be taken away let us pray Lord I thank you that you're bringing us together as an army in unity together and Lord together we can stand against principalities and powers of darkness. And right now, Lord God, we speak to apathy and we say, Spirit, go in Jesus' name. You have no place here. You have no place here in the name of Jesus, that we are free from that. We are energetic. We are alive in you. And we are passionately following Jesus. We thank you for visions and dreams released, energy coming, the zeal that comes from Jesus Christ. Lord, we come against any spirit that would bring fear and intimidation. We bind its power. We break it in Jesus' name. We come against any liberal spirit that would bring confusion and attack identities for us or people in this land. We come against it in Jesus' name. And we bind its power. We know that identity comes from you. Lord, you release identities to your children. We praise you. We worship you. We thank you. If, um, we're finished now. Um, you can go and have a, have a coffee or a catch-up. But if anybody feels like um, there's that, that bit of a dark cloud, something's not right, 
and you want prayer, breakthrough prayer, we have people here that will minister with you and for you today because we want to see that shifted. We want to see that released. by any means hurt you. But I like this, and this puts it in bit. 